Hi, secreters and history lovers. <clears throat> kind of losing my voice today, but I wanted to come on and talk a little bit about today being St. Louis Day. So you may have seen some of my posts that I've done um, today on Twitter and on the Facebook pages and also on my website. Um, it's really kind of interesting when we think about the secret book. I know there's been some chatter and some belief that there could be a cask in St. Louis and some people believe that there's not. I also know there have been emails exchanged with Byron when he was alive to kind of point someone in a direction and he misspelled St. Louis on purpose and put St. Louis with a D at the end. So it's kind of funny because I believe that Byron did that in a way of wordplay and He's also said in the hint book, or at least the uh, conversation that he had with the translator about the hints, that it was a wordplay kind of game. <clears throat> so, in that vein, let's think about why St. Louis could be an option. I'm always a proponent for looking at every possible theory and hypothesizing lots of possible cities. The reason why is that I do believe there are sometimes red her herrings or interesting um, clues in the paintings that may make you feel like you're being led somewhere, but they may actually kind of be like a mirage in a sense in the desert. You're walking through the desert, you're thirsty, you're drinking sand, you think you see water off on the horizon, is that water or is it not? So in that same vein and kind of trickery, I tend to be very analytical with these kinds of um, suggestions. In some paintings, some people say this is definitely a three and this is seven. You know, is it a seven? Is it a one? Is it a three? Is it an eight? Is it a backwards five is it you know you we really don't really know and that's the basis for why st. Louis is a possibility another reason st. Louis is a possibility thinking about Chicago you know we clearly have Chicago World's Ferry and then we also have the spirit of st. Louis in the book and so we're gonna talk a little bit about why St. Louis is what it is. We know that St. Louis was settled by Pierre Laclede. He was a French uh, fur trader and opened up his fur trading post in St. Louis around 1764. Um, he settled it in what was also Spanish territory. Um, if you know your history and you know where those lines were and of course I posted the map and everything on my um, Patreon page but you can understand you know where the Spanish thought they owned all this land funnily enough many of these <laughs> countries assumed they owned a lot of this stuff 
guess they just didn't think about the indigenous people. No, I know they didn't think about the indigenous people. But anyway, back to St. Louis. So we have St. Louis. Pierre Laclade says, let's name this land, this territory, after our great beloved king, who was a saint, St. Louis. So St. Louis is an interesting character. And you'll see his picture above me. Um, he was quite an interesting individual and also a masochist and mutilator of many innocent people, particularly Jewish people and the Cathars. So when we look at Louis, he had about 11 kids, give or take some that passed away in infancy. Claimed to be very pious, he ran the French government very well. Uh, it was a very prosperous time under his crown. And he was very Catholic and very into his religion. So much so, he believed we all needed to be Catholic. And that's kind of where one of the things that really went awry for this king is that he began a campaign of blasphemy for people that were not Catholic and particularly Jewish people. He had it out for Jewish people. He forced them to wear badges similar to the ones that are over here, uh, armbands and or breastbands, indicating they were Jewish. So when you were to walk out of your house, you were to be wearing these bands. You, uh, if you were in Jewish banking, you had to have witnesses around you, um, probably Catholic ones, to verify that everything that you're doing was not inappropriate. He also cut people's lips and tongues off that did not conform to Catholicism, forced Jewish rabbis to sit and listen to multiple hours of sermons in Catholic doctrine. And I think probably the worst of all of this, aside from mutilating and killing people, if it could be worse, <clears throat> is the destruction of over 12,000 Jewish documents, biblical texts, and Talmuds. So he really was an annihilator of Jewish people and Jewish faith. So you say, wow, this guy sounds like he is kind of heinous. Why do we got a city named after him again? Good question. Like many things, I think a lot of people never really want to go back and debunk history or they want to part and parcel out pieces that feel and look better to them than others. So, when this king finally died, <clears throat> Because, see, he ruled up until 
what, 1279, um, died on his crusade of severe diarrhea, dysentery, obviously, but, you know, probably suffered a death that maybe he kind of brought on himself, right? Before he died, the, um, Baldwin II of Constantinople brought him what he thought were relics of what was the Christian cross of Jesus Christ and also the crown of thorns. I have that up here too. This crown is still sitting in uh, Notre Dame in Paris. Um, of course, we know that one of the good things about Louis was, well, probably the only thing is his patronage of Gothic architecture and stained glass design, which now we see very prolific all around the world, right? <clears throat> From this 1200s time frame. And coincidentally, he was boiled when he died. They boiled his flesh off and took his bones, which were customary. Although his brother, I guess, saved his intestines and his stomach to be interred in their monument um, in France. And uh, those were some very interesting customary practices back then. But what can we really learn from St. Louis the city? What was Byron teaching us? Well, if you look in your book to... I think it's page 161, 162, um, under the spirit of St. Louis, 161. And he says, under the history, the city after which the spirit is named is in turn named in honor of a French king famous for piety and successful slaughter of foreigners. So now you know why Byron's talking about this French king. And I know that French kings can get confusing because there's actually 18 kings with the name Louis from France. All different numbers. We'll get to a few more. But when he's talking about the successful slaughter of foreigners... Not only did he want the French kingdom to grow, but he wanted to also get rid of not only Catholics, but or sorry, Jewish, but Muslims. He went into many other countries and had mass slaughters of people that were not Catholic or converting to Catholicism. And this is what Byron's lesson is here. Because we know Byron was Jewish. We know that there's, you know, Ted Mann is Jewish. We know that there were Jewish illustrators as well in the book, too. And when he's making these points, he's saying, look at this persecution that's hidden behind this pretty face of piety and the fact that King Louis would wash the feet of slaves and peasant people and allow them to stay 
in the palaces and try to take care of those people. But it was only a particular kind of people. And so you have class distinction. You have discrimination based on the fact that somebody prays a little differently than you. Not like the Jewish people were trying to have this great takeover of France. I mean, never in the history as I have studied <laughs> that this has always been the case of a certain type of religious thinking uh, for Jewish people. You know, they, it's very interesting when you really think about how the book is written, the true lessons and the true history that Byron wants us to sift out. And mainly, more importantly, the injustices. So, when, and, and we're going to go further into the spirit of St. Louis. Um, there are many things in here I want to talk about. Um, words, wordplay. But since today is the, you know, St. Louis Day, I felt it important to come on and do a quick little video about why St. Louis is called what it is, where it came from, the true roots of the name and who it belongs to. Because I think of St. Louis and I think of many things. Lewis and Clark started their expedition there. Thomas Jefferson gave them their 1200 and some dollars and off they went to go to the West. Map it out. Bring back all the goodies you find. St. Louis was where we have the Louisiana Purchase that encompassed it. We have the Dred Scott case that was important when the slave wanted to try to buy his own freedom. And a massive black eye on the Supreme Court of the United States and really the ultimate beginning of true justice and equality for African Americans. St. Louis has the blues, amazing barbecue, Budweiser, and truly, interestingly, one of the first major cities, the major city that was formed at the beginning of the westward expansion. So, St. Louis is amazing for a lot of reasons. We can't forget the arch because that was the symbol of the westward expansion. But more importantly, not to forget what's in a name and where it came from. And so that in that history, as dark as it may be, can continue to not be repeated. You may say, well, Karen, that that yellow badge there, that's, that's what the Nazis used on Jewish people. That's right. The Jewish people had this also put on them in the Holocaust because it was an idea that was resurrected by Hitler from these past aggressions, transgressions, that began way before the Nazis. Jewish persecution has lasted Millennia, millennia, millennia. And so, knowing your history 
can help you appreciate it and understand it better. And that was my hope. So, like I said, we're going to be talking more about the other King Louis because I really want to talk to you about Charles, too. But I want to talk to you about King Louis the Fourteenth. I want to talk to you about King Louis the Sixteenth, the Sun King, longest reigning king in all of French history, and longest reigning monarch of all, including Queen Elizabeth, over 72 years. They play parts in the book, too. And that'll be what we talk about next as we go further in to the spirit of St. Louis. So I hope you join me. I'm going to be posting the rest of the deciphering of the spirit of St. Louis on Patreon. And I hope that you'll join me there so that we can really understand what Byron's trying to teach us. And then maybe it leads you to a cask. Follow me on secretdecipher.com. I'm on Facebook at The Secret Deciphered, as well as Patreon. That's my place. And the Facebook pages, Discord, YouTube. So, until next time, my secreters, ferry on, be good to each other.